0: Friends, I'm Emma Choi and welcome to Everyone and Their Mom, a weekly show from Wait, Wait Don't Tell Me. This week we're talking about time capsules with Wait panelist, comedian, and someone who I feel like has a very strong opinion on Scented Candles, it's Hari Kondabolu. Hi Hari.
1: Hey Emma, how are you?
0: Good. What Do you have a strong opinion on Scented Candles? Uh, not really. <laughs> Great. Okay. Well, hurry. I got an amazing story for you this week. Citizens of Sheldon, Iowa ran into a little conundrum when they couldn't find the time capsule they buried 50 years ago.
1: Man, that's a bummer. <laughs> I know. It's you know like when you wait so long for something and then all of a sudden it doesn't happen? Yeah. And this is because it's their own fault. Didn't they have a map? Didn't anyone not draw a map?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Okay, we all have questions, Hari, okay? But let me give you some context, okay? So Sheldon, Iowa, is celebrating its 150th birthday this year. Yay, happy birthday. And for part of the celebrations, they were planning to dig up a 50-year-old time capsule for, like, a group unboxing, right? But, uh uh-oh, they cannot remember where they put it. Sheldon's Chamber of Commerce director said that she, quote, thinks that it's under the concrete in the park which is like okay great let's all put out suggestions and just to be safe let's just dig up the whole town you know
1: for the time capsule
0: yes and, you know, their plan is to use an underground radar system to pinpoint the capsule's location, you know? Uh, which is honestly a better idea than our suggestion to just walk around and think really hard to yourself, if I were a 50-year-old time capsule, where would I be? Huh. They're not the only town in Iowa who's used the system. A town in Sibley, in Iowa, used the same radar company to find their lost time capsule. It's basically the golden age of underground radar companies. So, uh, get in while the getting is good, huh? Sorry.
1: Huh. Also, no offense to Iowa, but a 50-year time capsule, you're going to open it, and it's like, oh, this is what everyone in Iowa still wears.
0: Yes, and we're going to get a lot of complaint letters from the state of Iowa.
1: Yes. I was mocking Iowa.
0: Yes, Hari, we know. Yeah. The thing we love about time capsules is, like, at a certain point, it's really just a cylinder of random stuff, you yes. know? like It, it reminds yeah. me of, like, you know, everyone has that stuff drawer in their kitchen where the like, random stuff goes. Yes. Yeah.
1: Do you have a stuff drawer? Of course, everybody has multiple stuff drawers. Yeah, of course.
0: What, Hari, what is in your stuff drawer? Can you unbox it for us?
1: Let's see. You know, I got some pens in here, uh and I got some zip drives, but I don't know what's on them. And I got uh, some paper clips, nails. Square readers from when I tried to sell CDs and then was reminded that it wasn't 1997. Right. And uh, lots of lead. I guess at some point I was into mechanical pencils recently and I I bought a lot of lead.
0: That's a solid stuff drawer. I feel like a lot of stuff drawers, if you like root through it, you find like buried treasure. Do Do you think there's any like treasure valuable stuff in your stuff drawer?
1: I would imagine there's more sentimental things in there. Mm-hmm. I'm sure in, in the vari- the number of st- stuff drawers I have I'm gonna find like a random piece of paper that triggers a memory especially like stuff drawers when you go overboard it's just hoarding.
0: <laughs> true yeah yeah, but I feel like you know it's like a scrapbook but in a drawer you know a stuffed drawer is so many things it's a treasure box, it's a memory box, it's a journal and it's just a trash can. Hello, can you introduce yourself for us?
2: Sure, I'm Patrick Moore. I'm the director of the Andy Warhol Museum in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania.
0: We're so excited to have you. Andy Warhol is an absolute pop art icon, legend, king. And a lot of people might not know this about Andy, but he had a massive amount of his own personal time capsules, like 600 Can you tell us about them?
2: Sure. You know, Andy Warhol's time capsules are a gigantic work of art. Uh, They relate to his love of collecting in some circles, one might say hoarding. (laughs) And they really started as an attempt by his studio assistants to make sense of what to do with all of his stuff.
0: Not to, you know, um, neg Andy Warhol right now, but it kind of sounds like he just took a bunch of trash cans and called them art. Is that accurate?
2: Well, it is and it isn't. But if you were Andy Warhol, what mm-hmm. was in effect trash on your desk might include an original Basquiat drawing.
0: Okay, so it's not trash to him, but it is a collection of stuff. Has your team found anything like kind of gross in these boxes? Oh, Yeah.
2: Uh, we have found all sorts. There's a mummified foot. What? His foot?
0: No. Whose foot?
2: We're not sure whose foot it is, but there's a mummified wow. foot. Uh, there was an old slice of pizza. There <laughs> was a Coca-Cola bottle that had exploded and exposed
0: its uh, Coca-Cola all over everything. Wow. That's so cool. Is there anything in these boxes that's so, you know, personal that you kind of feel like, Oh, I don't know if I should be looking at this.
2: Yes. There are many things like that. Uh, there are Andy's wigs because Warhol was famous for wearing wigs. Mm -hmm. He was almost never seen without his wig. And, you know, he looks so frail and vulnerable without the Mm -hmm. wig. And, uh, that's how he must have felt without it. It was a little bit like an armor for him, I think, that getup that he wore.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really interesting. We also heard that there were like unpaid bills in the boxes. Can you talk, oh, tell us yeah. about those? Yeah.
2: You probably have heard about Warhol getting shot by Valerie Solanas, and he actually died on a clinical level. He was revived in the hospital.
0: Oh, my gosh. So,
2: yeah, so it was a terrible uh, incident and really mm-hmm. ripped him up inside. So he had a lot of doctor bills. And it doesn't seem like Andy was very prompt in paying those bills. So we do have a fabulous uh, bill from a doctor. And on the outside of the envelope, the doctor has written, pay up, you cheapskate.
0: Wow, does that mean that I can I can just like not pay my rent and it's art? Um, I'm not
2: going to authorize that, but I I fully uh, support you in your artistic endeavors.
0: (laughs) Hey, uh, Patrick, here's a question for you. Since you're the director of this museum, does that mean you can touch any of the art you want?
2: No. In fact, my staff tells me to keep out uh, from many (laughs) spaces. I don't even have a key to art storage.
0: Oh, I kind of just imagine you pressing your forehead against the Campbell suit painting, but I guess that's not possible.
2: <laughs> no, that's not going to happen under my watch.
0: I have another idea for you, Patrick. What do you think about rebranding Andy Warhol as the guy Patrick Moore directs a museum about?
2: Huh? Ah, well, I think that Warhol's legacy will last far longer than mine. Uh, so <laughs> I, I think I'll pass on that one. All right. I'll tell you, it really is an honor to be the director of the Warhol because when I was a little gay kid growing up in Iowa uh, Mm -hmm. in the 1960s, 70s and early 80s, I turned on MTV one day and there was the show Andy Warhol's 15 Minutes and it was like this magic portal into this incredible, glamorous, exciting world of New York City that I never thought that I would even be able to touch, let alone be a part of. And when you think of it, for an artist to be able to reach out and touch a little gay kid in Iowa, especially back in the 70s and 80s, that's quite an accomplishment. So I really feel like Warhol's been with me the whole journey.
0: Patrick, our episode is about a time capsule in Iowa. I love how this comes full circle like art and time capsules in Iowa.
2: Ah, I, I'm <laughs> very interested to listen to it and learn more about an Iowa time capsule.
0: Yeah. Thanks for sharing that with us, Patrick. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> We think it's so funny that they can't remember where they put the time capsule. How are you how do you remember where you put stuff?
1: I write it down. I mean, that's what surprises me the most. How come nobody drew a map or there was no documentation? Like, the assumption was in 50 years people would still remember? Like That's a hell of a... I mean, how does that happen? Didn't they mark it?
0: I I don't know. But yeah, it feels like they should have had a map or maybe they just like... They were like, okay, we'll remember it real good, and then we'll tell our kids where it is, and they'll remember it real good, too. And then that didn't work out.
1: Well, the other hard thing is, like, things changed so much. So, like, did people know not to, like, you know, build a road over the spot or, or not build a house or, like, a government building? Like, was there any check to make sure that, like, this was yeah. safeguarded?
0: start off will you introduce yourself
3: yes yeah my name is Ashley Nordahl I am the uh, chamber director here in Sheldon Iowa
0: yes you are the chamber director in the town (laughs) of Sheldon Iowa and we also just learned that you're a new mom and you're with your baby right now I am yes she's here finally fell
3: asleep but she is here so
0: (laughs) oh Well, okay, Ashley, we want to talk to you today because your town's been in the news because there's been a little kerfuffle with the time capsule situation. (laughs) So we have to ask, did you find it? We did, yes. You found it! Yes, it's in our possession. That's great. (laughs) Yay! Did you end up using the radar company? Actually,
3: no. So we actually knew where it was, Mm -hmm. but the problem was that there was cement that got laid all around where the plaque (laughs) was. So in order for us to get to it, we didn't know if we were going to have to tear up concrete. So we were like, we need to make sure we know exactly where this sucker is.
0: <laughs> Good. Never heard of d- double check. <laughs> but What was in that sucker?
3: Yeah, there was actually a lot of really interesting stuff. So they buried it during the centennial year. Um, so yeah. there was a lot of um, some information on all of the programs that they did. There was current newspapers, like tons and tons of those. Um, some, there was a directory of a church. And then something that I found super interesting was they did this like Brothers of the Bush thing. It was a beard growing contest, essentially. And if you didn't want to grow a beard, <laughs> you had to pay. And then you got a button to wear around so that people like couldn't question you on why
0: you didn't have oh facial God. hair.
3: So fun. I absolutely <laughs> adored that. So that was really cool.
0: <laughs> I love that, you know, in 1972 and in 2022, men are Still obsessed with facial hair. Obsessed. What in the world? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, So I guess what happens next? Like, where do you put the old stuff? Is it kind of like a thanks and chuck it situation?
3: (laughs) No. We're going to display it in our museum but we're putting together a committee to actually go through ideas to put back into Ooh. the time capsule. We're gonna rebury it. And we actually think everything that can be reused from 1972, we're gonna put back in there. I just think having the history from both 100 years and 50 years ago will be super cool for the people in the future to see. Yeah. Our wheels are turning on what to put in there. So,
0: do you have any like top contenders so far of like top choices to put in there?
3: You know, we don't really. We were so focused on just getting it out in time for our ceremony that we have not really focused on what to put back in. So we're getting there. (laughs) Okay.
0: Yeah. Hey, you can, if you want, we'll send you a thumb drive of this freaking episode. And then 50 years from now, they'll know that, your town was featured in the most popular podcast of all time absolutely
3: i love that idea
0: (laughs) (laughs) so with this new time capsule you know what are you going to do differently
3: um directions are going to be like framed in our office or something (laughs) We had like <laughs> yeah. we had just enough information to be dangerous I feel like. So, yeah, we have we've thought about that like do we frame directions and like put them in the mayor's art yeah. like the city manager's office or something? <laughs> That's the main thing on our list, is to make sure that they'll know how to get to it. (laughs) That sounds like a good plan. Yeah, you
0: should, maybe you should incorporate it into the elementary school education, so every person (laughs) in Sheldon knows where it is. This is critical information, yes. Well, we're really excited to see what goes in the time capsule. In the meantime, thank you so much for for coming on and and telling us a little bit about the time capsule.
3: Yeah, thank you for having me. It's very fun.
2: This message comes from NPR sponsor BetterHelp, offering online access to licensed therapists. Therapist Joy Bergheimer describes how the BetterHelp Intake Questionnaire can help clients find a therapist that they relate to and feel comfortable with.
0: You're able to look for a therapist who has knowledge around your family dynamics, your culture, your spirituality, so you can put your preferences in and set yourself up for having the healthiest space to be honest and flow through your processing.
2: To get 10% off your first month of online therapy, go to betterhelp.com wait.
0: And here's the most fun. Oh, man, I ran out of steam right there. But you know who can pick the steam right back up? It's our assistant producer, Zola
4: Ray. Take it away, Zola. This show was brought to you by Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. This episode was produced by Haley Baker, Zola Ray, that's me. Oja Lopez, and our brand new best friend, Kelly Wessinger, with help from Blythe Robertson, Lillian King, Sophie Hernandez-Simeon Nevis, and Chester the Cheetah. Our supervising producer is Jennifer Mills, and our RA is Mike Danforth. Once again, Lorna White, you're a goddess among mortals. Ashley Nordahl, thanks for coming on to settle this time capsule fiasco so I can finally sleep at night. Sheldon is lovely. I was born and raised here, so um, I clearly love it. Patrick Moore, thanks for showing us that one man's trash is another man's treasure.
2: Nobody really wants a piece of toast in a frame.
4: Thank you to our co-host, comedian, Wait Wait panelist, and apocalypse predictor, Hari Kondabolu.
1: I was probably one of the best students they ever had.
4: See him live at Teehee's Comedy Club in Des Moines on October 9th, and Comedy Works in Denver from October 13th to 15th. Emma Choi is our fabulous host, and you can find her at Wait Wait NPR. And you can find me practicing my Shark Tank pitch for a time capsule that disappears into thin air, proving that material items don't matter after all. Okay, I'm done. This is NPR. You wouldn't be from the town of Sheldon, Iowa, would you?
2: No, I'm from the town of Cherokee, Iowa, but I actually know Sheldon. And it's almost as glamorous as Cherokee.